You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for being here with us. If you're in the building or watching online, thanks for being here with us. Uh, so tonight's the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for? Eagles. Lots of Eagles, lots of Chiefs, huh? Nobody said, yep, the commercials. I agree. Who said that over there? Sarah? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, got lots of, got plans, going to eat lots of food. Maybe. Okay. Usually we do. Usually we do. Um, well, we wanted to do something a little different on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so we wanted to take a moment, um, and we thought this would be a great day for us to really recognize what we think to be the greatest team to ever live, uh, the, the, the serve team at Crossroads Community Church. You guys are the real MVPs, so let's hear it for those that serve at the church. And uh, we're going to ask you to stand. If you, uh, if you serve on one of our teams uh, in any capacity, would you just stand? We have a gift we'd love to give you. So go stand up, whether you're on our, our worship team, our prayer team, a kids' ministry team, students, care coaches, counselors, greeters, upward coaches, referees, elders, concession, uh, safety, group leaders, hospitality, cafe, uh, deaf ministry, and so many others that I probably forgot. Would you just stand? We've got a gift we'd love to give you to say thank you. And I want to tell you as well that uh, we have extra gifts in the back. So if you ever thought about joining the serve team, you can do it today and get a gift at the same time. So you've been thinking, you know, I'd like to do it one day. Today's the day because you'll get the gift and we'll help you. So back in the back corner over here is a table. Uh, We'll help you get started, get you on one of our teams, fill fill it out and see where you might serve. But today is the day for you to do that. All right, let's hear it again for the serve teams. Great job, guys. You are the real MVPs at Crossroads. All right, well, we're starting a brand new series today called The Bible, and uh, I do recognize that the Bible can be an intimidating book. It is 1,200 pages, 66 books, um, around 40 authors, Uh, not really easy sometimes for us to get our mind around it. Um, We ask questions like, well, where did it come from? Who wrote it? Is it still relevant? Is it reliable for us today? Can you actually trust it? How do, you do, how do you read it? How do you meditate on it, reflect on it? How do you memorize it? All of these questions, I think, are questions that we sometimes ask, and these are the questions I want to help us answer over the next three weeks. And something that I've been praying about, thinking about since last summer, and have been just dying to get into this series, so I'm really excited to be here with you to, to do this. Um, when I was a kid, we, uh, there were people in my life who helped build a foundation for the love of God's Word. Um, we used to sing a song in uh, children's church called the B-I-B-L-E. Anybody ever sing that? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Come on, I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible, yeah, that's right. You guys know that part. Good, good, good. Um, you know, we uh, we had a man in our church that uh, that he was a great, great man, and he wanted us to memorize all the books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And if we would do that and and recite that to him, he would give us a fifty dollar 
savings bond. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I did that right away. I was like, I'm going to do that. So I would practice, practice, practice. And I remember going up to him, Woodrow was his name and great, great man, a mentor for me for many years. And I went to him and I told him all the books of the Bible and he reached in his Bible and handed me a $50 uh, savings bond, which has probably matured by now. I don't even know if I still have it. Do I, do I still have it? I probably cashed it on in some poor day in my life. Um, but, um, um, and, uh, and we used to do this thing um, in, um, on Sunday nights at our church, we had this thing called training union. You guys ever heard of that? And we would get together and everyone would come back in the evening and you'd learn how to study God's word and you'd learn the books of the Bible and you'd learn how to find it in your Bible and just really learn how to, how to find out what the scripture was actually saying to us and put it in context and all of these incredible things. And so I started going through my Bibles, all the copies of my Bible last night. It was so fun. Uh, I found this Bible. Um, this Bible was given to me on November 3rd, 1985. So I was nine years old when I got this Bible. This is the Bible that they gave all the kids at church when we would go to training union. It says, to, uh, presented to Aaron West by, I wrote this in, church training. I wrote training the first time and scratched it out and then wrote church training. Um, date 11-3-1985. I don't know if I spilled coffee on this or what happened, but uh, it's old. So I was nine years old when I got this. And we would do this thing in training union called um, Bible drills or sword drills. Did you guys ever do those? They'd say, attention, present Bibles. And all the kids would stand like this. They'd say, John 3-17. John 3-17 go. Man, all the kids would start flipping through this thing, and I was quick. I mean, I could tell you, I could go through this Bible, I could find anything quick. And as soon as you found it, it was always boys against girls. You'd put your finger on it, and you'd stand up, and you'd have a chance to read it, all right? Uh, I was always first, second, or third all the time. I loved doing this. Attention, Bible's ready. John three seventeen. Go. We'd go. And there'd always be this one kid that would pop up, you know? His name was Glenn. He'd have his finger on it. John 3.17. And he'd say, and Enoch begat Methuselah. And I'm like, no, that's not John 3.17. They'd say, Aaron, you're second. I'd pop up, you know, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3.17. Point for the boys. Yeah, you'd loved it, man. It was so fun. So fun. And then I have this Bible, which is the Bible that I used when I began to teach students. And you can see I wore it out. I taught students with this. Um, I was a youth pastor for about six years, and I just loved sharing God's Word with them. And this is where I really began to, um, you know, God began to craft this gift in me of being able to teach God's Word. And, man, I just, I loved teaching it. I started looking through this. There's a bulletin in here from July 22nd, 2001. Um, this is, uh, doesn't this look really like early youth ministry type stuff? It's got real bright colors and stuff that's in there. Um, I have a note in here from one of the parents. Uh, Kimberly Fish has my permission to attend the youth lock-in at the YMCA, signed Linda Fish. Uh, so I forgot to put that in her file, I guess, but... <laughs> Uh, this is really funny. I found this. I guess at some point I decided, somebody probably challenged me to write down my schedule. And here's my schedule. Seven o'clock, get up. 
7 to 8.30, watch TV. I don't know why I did that at the beginning of the day. I don't have time for that anymore. 9 to 12.30, work at church. 12.45, go home and study. I was in seminary at the same time, so I was, I'd work at church for a few, few hours, and then I would study the rest of the day. 5.30, Heather comes home. She was working at an uh, orthodontist office. Get dinner ready. 6.30, eat dinner. 7.30, watch the baseball game. 11.30, go to bed. Now, some of that still applies to today, but... Uh, <clears throat> and then this one, I found this. This is... This is the uh, insurance identification card for the church van I used to drive around. Uh, they're probably still looking for this thing. Uh, 1998, effective date, expiration, so it's old now, expiration 1999. Like any good youth pastor, they're probably like, Aaron, did you, you know where that identification card went for the insurance? I haven't seen it. It's right here in my Bible. But man, I, I wore this Bible out teaching teaching students and learning how to teach and studying it for myself. And then this is the Bible that I used when I first started here at Crossroads. Um, Here's the bulletin for the very first Sunday I was at Crossroads. January 15th, 2012. The sermon was, if you remember, for those of you who are around, ready, set, go. And we we looked at Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. I only had three slides Man, this is back in the day. I probably didn't teach that long either. Let us run something, let us run something, let us run something. This is the first bulletin that I had. And then I have this note in here of probably my, one of my first trainings with, uh, with some of the group leaders here at Crossroads. Have a little welcome written in here. Read Scripture, Acts 2, 42 to 47. Uh, we showed a video. This video will help us sharpen our teaching skills as we share the truth. And I wrote it. Capital T, capital R, capital U, capital T, capital H. Truth of God's Word and help us be more effective teachers to this generation. God's Word meets our needs. It's one of the first things that I taught here at Crossroads with groups. Hosea 4, 6, written on the back here. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ezra, know the Word of God, live the Word of God, teach the Word of God. I was, that's one of my first lessons here at Crossroads uh, to our group leaders. Wow. So I've just always loved God's Word. I've just always loved to teach it. It's been so foundational in my life from the time I was just a, a child, as you could see, you know, being in, in training union at church and learning God's Word. It's been so foundational for me. And I want to, what I want to do this morning is share with you four verses that have, or four sets of verses that have just been um, been the foundation of my life and are the foundation of this church. And my, my prayer has been that when you leave today or as you go through the series with us, that these verses too would help you build the foundation that I believe God wants you to build your life on his, his word. But first, let's talk about our message series memory verse. Uh, so every series has a verse this year. It's 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, we'll put it on the screen for you today. You can say it with me, and then as the weeks go on, we'll take it off so that you can memorize it as well during the week. So 
2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So begin to memorize that with us, and as we go through the next few weeks, we'll, we'll say that out loud all together. The series prayer for us, every series has a, a unique prayer in the year of expectation. Here's our prayer for this series that we're all praying together in unity. Let's expect God to change us because of his word. Let's expect God to change us because of his word. And as I just said a few moments ago, I'm going to share four different Bible passages with you that I hope are, are foundational for you and will be as we finish this series. Let's just read all four of them, and then we'll, we'll talk about all of that a little bit. All right, 2 Timothy, we just did it. 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It is marked in my Bible. Um, it is foundational for me when it says all scripture is God-breathed. That's all I need to hear. Uh, God-breathed, not the story of some men that sat down and started to write it, um, not a fairy tale, not, a, not mythology, but the very breath of God spoken to us. And if it's the breath of God, then, and God is, then if God is perfect and truthful in every way, then, then God's word, spoken word, is, is true. It is perfect. It is exactly what we need, and it's what we should build our life on because it's God's word. I've, uh, I've come to a place in my life that I've realized that I teach God's word and I teach it because I'm, I'm not smart enough to teach anything else and I'm too smart to try to teach anything else. I teach God's word. Here's another verse, uh, foundational verse, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. It says, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Talking about Jesus there. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came along by the prophet's own interpretation of things. Luke didn't sit down one day and say, I'm going to start writing this. Jeremiah didn't sit down one day and say, I'm going to start writing this. For prophecy, it says, never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I love that. The Holy Spirit directed the authors to write. They were carried along by the Holy Spirit as they wrote. And guess what? If the Holy Spirit would carry them along by his word, the Holy Spirit will carry you along by his word as well. Hebrews 4.12 says, the, for the word of God, number three, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God is alive. It's active. There's no book like it. Have you ever read it or heard it taught and it just speaks to you right in the moment exactly what you needed to hear in that moment? It is alive. There's no other book like it. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It's, it's there to take the enemy down. His word takes our, this word takes the enemy down. It goes to our soul. It goes to our spirit. It speaks to our heart, to the joint and the marrows. It knows our thoughts and our attitudes before we ever even have thoughts or attitudes. And it speaks right to them, right to the heart, right to the soul, right to the spirit. 
There's no word like God's word. One more scripture for you. Psalm chapter 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. All of them are righteous. The ones you know, the ones you don't, the ones you agree with, the ones you don't agree with, the ones that are popular and the ones that aren't. All of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, it says, more than, than, more, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than than the honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned in keeping them. There is great reward. And here's what I know. That if we will build our, our, our lives on the foundation of God's word, everything else flows from it. And we'll flourish. But if we build our lives, if we don't build our lives on this foundation, we'll be like the wind that blows around, the, the chaff that blows around in the wind. You'll never be able to, to see anything solid in your life. I wrote these things down. What does God's word do for us? It generates life. It will increase our faith. It will produce real change. It will be my weapon against the devil. You know that, right? The devil hates the word of God. That's why he goes against it. Did God really say did God really say, oh, it's 2023. We ought, to, we ought to edit it. We ought to upgrade it. Let me tell you something. This word's not upgraded. It's not a computer system. All right? We don't upgrade it. We don't edit it. it God, the, God speaks to us through it, and the enemy knows that. God hates when our marriages are built on it. God hates when our, our small groups open it up and study it. God hates it when churches preach about it. God hates it. No, not, I'm sorry, not God. <laughs> Satan hates it. Let's try that again. <laughs> Thank you. Gina, did you, did you say that? Who corrected me? Gina did, I think. Thank you. Uh, the teacher in the room. Satan hates it. Satan hates it when our groups talk about it. And Satan hates when our, our lives are built on it. And Satan hates it when our marriages are built on it. And Satan hates it when we live by it. Amen. All right. It's a weapon. The Bible heals our hurts. It causes miracles. It sets free. It builds character. It transforms our thinking. It imparts joy and hope. It overcomes adversity. It defeats temptation. It releases power. It cleanses our past. It brings about true change. It helps us remain strong when things around us crumble. It transcends all seasons. We can't live without it. And here's the challenge for us today, and I hope that you'll walk away today refreshed. I want you to love God's Word. I want you to learn God's Word. And I want you to live God's Word. So I want us to imagine for a moment that we're, we're meeting at Chick-fil-A, you and I. Okay, it doesn't matter what age you are, what gender you are, whatever. We're, we're meeting at Chick-fil-A today. And we're going to have lunch together. Now, I know it's Sunday, so we'll pretend it's Monday, okay? We're going to have lunch together. And we're just going to talk to each other, okay? We're standing in line. We're getting our food now. We've already greeted each other. I know what I'm getting, a number one combo, value size of the diet lemonade. You know what you're getting? All right, so we ordered, and we're going we're gonna to 
kind of, we're going to go pick a booth off to the side so it can be quiet. We're going to sit down and we're going to, we're going to just talk for a few minutes. And if I had the opportunity to sit down with each of you over a lunch at Chick-fil-A, this are, these are the things that I would, I would tell you. Number one, I tell you, love the word of God. Love it. God's word is first, okay? We each take a bite of our sandwich. I chew it up and I say to you, listen, love God's word. Put God's word first. One of the best decisions you can make today outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ is to determine and decide and settle the issue of what has the authority in your life. What has the authority in your life? Because I believe that there's a storm coming. It's on the horizon, and the storm is going to come against the Word of God. And we have to decide right now, right now, regardless of culture, regardless of tradition, regardless of religion, regardless of social media, regardless of TikTok, regardless of what our uncle says or what that leader says, what has the final authority in our lives? I would tell you that it should be God's word. And at this point, I'd probably step back in the meal and just kind of let that simmer for a minute. We'd, we'd eat our sandwiches and enjoy that and all that and have maybe, maybe dip a fry in some Chick-fil-A sauce. You guys do that too, right? Polynesian sauce, Chick-fil-A sauce, dip, dip your fries in there. And I'd turn, I'd turn to you and say, will you, will you put God's word first? Not second, not third, but first. The first thing that we should ask ourselves is what does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say about that? When we face life's decisions, and we face them all the time, what does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say about what that professor is saying right now in front of me? What does the Bible say about that TikTok video I just watched? What does the Bible say about the, what, that, what that leader just said to me? What does the Bible say about what my uncle says or what my friend says? Our first filter should always be God's word. Why? Because all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That's our first filter all the time. It gives us direction you ever needed help deciding what to do? And God's word is a compass for us. It helps us know what to do, the choices we need to make. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It gives us direction. It gives us protection. Man, don't we need some protection in our life? We need some protection. It's our weapon. It's our, our sword. Psalm 119:11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not, what? sin against you. It gives us that protection that we need. So it gives, us, it gives us direction. It gives us protection. And a third thing that we don't really like very much, so eat a fry. It gives us correction. It gives us correction. We all, we all have a tendency to go off course sometimes, and God's Word brings us back to where we're supposed to be if we'll let it. I love God's word, and I want you to love it, to love it, to love it. And I would sit at the table with you and say, love it, put it first. And then I'd say, learn the word of God. God's word is the foundation. Learn the word of God. Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
So we finished eating now. I think I want a milkshake. You guys want a milkshake? I think I want a milkshake. I'm going to get cookies and cream. What are you guys going to get? Chocolate, strawberry, whatever. Cookies and cream, I think, is the best. Unless it's Christmas, then I get peppermint. But I'm going to get a milkshake. Let's get a milkshake. You got your milkshake, okay? And we're going to talk now for a few minutes about learning the Word of God. It's the, the foundation. Why do we need to learn the Word of God? Because doubt is coming. Unbelief is coming. Heartbreak is coming. The suck of this life is coming. Temptation is coming. And it's hard to get ready when you're already in the thick of it. You got to get ready in advance. You got to plant yourself on the Word of God with your hands up and say, bring it because it's coming. Doubt, unbelief, the suck of life. It's all coming. And we're there planted in the Word of God. That's why at Crossroads we push so hard to help you learn God's Word. We push so hard. We give you Bible reading plans, our groups. Better be in the Word of God. We help you with that. We give you what you need to, to study, to prepare. We, we want you to be in the Word of God. From our youngest nursery to our oldest person in our church, we're teaching God's Word here at Crossroads. Our kids come up here and they do Bible verses for you that they're memorizing in the back. They're learning how to find God, find Bible verses in their Bible. They're learning God's Word. The things that I was learning in training union decades ago, we're trying to teach our kids now, we don't want you just to, to read it anymore. Last year, we, we pushed you to, to read God's Word. I hope you picked up one of these journals. I think there's a few left. You could use any notebook, but it reminds us, you know, we, last year we really pushed to read. This year we're saying, don't just, don't just read it, but respond to it. Respond to it. Talk about it in your group. What is God saying to you in His Word? What is God speaking to you when you read the, the Bible reading plan with us? Don't just hit close and put it away for the day. Respond. Write a, word, write a comment in there and let us know what God's saying to you. Respond to His Word. Reflect. We've helped you learn how to reflect. We've given you this reflection guide, this bookmark that you can grab on your way out. We want you to meditate on God's Word. Not just read it and respond, but to reflect on it. Take a verse. Take the memory verse. Paraphrase it. Ask questions about it one day. Pray over it one day. Highlight it one day. Cross-reference it one day. We've given you ways to learn how to reflect and meditate on God's Word. Remember God's Word. We're all memorizing the Scriptures together because we're, we want to remember we want to hide it in our hearts because we need it. We've got to be able to pull it out like that. We don't always have our book, our Bible with us. We've got to have it with us. So we're pushing everybody to, to learn God's Word this year because it's the foundation for us. Plant yourself in it, okay? Plant yourself in it. All right, now, lunch is coming to a close, and we're finishing up our milkshake. There's a piece of Oreo in the bottom. You can't get it to come up through the straw, so you're, you tip your cup up and you... Use your straw to get that little Oreo. You, you know, you eat that, all right? Let's wrap up this conversation together. Last thing I would tell you is to live the Word of God, that God's Word will help you flourish. Live the Word of God. I, I pray that you'll flourish this year in 2023. How will you flourish? Live the Word of God. Live the Word of God. You say, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, let's look at Psalm Chapter 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight 
is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God. And in His law, He meditates day and night, all the time. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever He does shall prosper. I mean, I'm, I just want you to know I'm praying for you this year. I'm praying that you'll, your marriage will flourish, that your that your kids will flourish, that our church will flourish, that your schools will flourish, where you working will flourish. I pray that it will flourish, but how do we make it flourish? We, we live God's Word. And I'm telling you, I sit with people every single week, and so does Paul. And I, I'm thankful for conversations like this. And I, I meet with many of you during the week at different times. So does Paul. And a lot of them will tell me, you know, like I stepped outside of God's word. I, 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 I thought that if I did this thing, it, I, would, I would be happy. I thought I would be more free. I'm stepping outside of this, this word of God that seems to be so bound tight and keeping me in these, these fences. And I just, I wanted to step outside of that. I wanted to go figure things out for myself. And I'm telling you, even talking to people that I, in my own family, that I love dearly, I look at them and they come and talk to me because not only did it not make them happy, not only did it not make them free, but they're miserable. They're miserable. And you'll see these big crocodile tears well up in their eyes because their soul is not happy, their spirit's not happy, because they've stepped outside of, of God's Word. We've got to love God's Word and learn God's Word and live God's Word. And when we do, we'll have joy and peace and, and hope and direction and everything that our soul really de desires and searches for. And I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. Don't get that, okay? But I can't imagine my life without the Word of God. Can't imagine it. The enemy wants to steal that out of your life. The enemy wants to steal that out of our church, out of your marriage, out of your family. It says in Psalm 119, 9 through 11, says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And I'm here to tell you this morning, there's power in these scriptures. There, there, there's healing on these pages. There's anointing on this book. These pages are alive. Grip a hold of it with everything you have. Maybe you've never gripped a hold of it before. Grip a hold of it. Maybe you did one time in your life and you, and you kind of let that grip go and maybe you set it down somewhere. I'm telling you, grab a hold of it. Grip it tight. As long as I live... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grip this Word of God. It will carry me through today. It will carry me through the future. It will carry my kids through. It will carry me to the other side of the grave. I am holding on to the Word of God. Don't lose your grip. Don't lose your grip. There's no book like it. There's no word like it. This is the very God-breathed word, spoken word of God. Love it. Love it. Learn it. And live it. Amen? Let's pray together. God, we, we thank you, Lord, for this 
book and all that it is. And there have been moments, God, when we have not understood it. There have been moments when I have not lived it, but it never changes. And so I pray, Lord, that every person here, whether they're going through a storm in their life or they've never gripped a hold of your word or they've pushed your word aside, God, that they will pick it back up right now and put it in its right place in their life. God, that we will all grip a hold of it today to fall in love with it, to learn it and to live it. God, bring us back to you. Bring our, our schools back to you. Bring our families back to you. Bring our marriages back to your word. God, bring us back because it's the only thing that works. It's the only thing that works. And so we make commitments today to start reading the Bible this week. We make commitments today to start responding this week, start reflecting this week, start remembering this week. Lord, we make these commitments to you. We grip, we grip this word tight, and we never let go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our Connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.